Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you Locked on Clippers. When, do, when does it come to them? Three days a week, but next week we're coming at you five days a week. We are back on the regular schedule. 7 a.m. you can come hang. It's a good way to start your day. Absolutely. Before we get into Clipper stuff, I got to say, uh, just from the Locked on Clippers podcast and the both of us, we stand with IATSE. Oh, hope, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Get those weekends off. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. We are, we are here at Lockdown Clippers are for ethical working conditions for all people. <laughs> so if you have any friends or family who are in the union, say this, give them your yeah. solidarity. And if you, happen to be, if you happen to be a producer listening to this show, come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, all right, now sure. we can move on to actual Clipper stuff. Sorry to start the thing <laughs> on a soapbox, but let's get into it. Uh, kicking things off, we're going to talk the SI top 100 list. Look, I think that we're all a little bit disappointed in where Kawhi and Paul George sort of fell on this mm-hmm. list. So we're going to talk about it. You know we got to. And then in segment two, we're talking about Paul George. Last year was the revenge season. Could this year be the MVP revenge season? Who? Uh, it looks a little bleak, but hey, we're <laughs> yeah. going to talk about it. Uh, and then in shavings, Minnesota just continues to be a shit show. Cat is maybe is maybe on the way out, possibly on the way out. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then every single Friday, we do a Love Mary quarantine for you. It's where we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and we're oh, yeah. either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. And today we're talking Luke Kennard, $16 million makeover ideas. <laughs> so all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know that this is a Rock Auto pod, and you can't forget that rockauto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't forget to head on over to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the top 100, top 10 list of Palooza uh, Outrage Fest, um, I guess. I don't know. You know, season's almost here, so we can get mad about this. Kawhi Leonard was ranked number 10 uh, in SI's top 10. They wrote this about him. They said Leonard nearly fits in any lineup, playing any position, filling any role. It'd be wise to give him the ball and let him dictate every offensive possession, but he doesn't need it in his hands to impact the game positively. He rebounds. He defends extraordinarily well still. He reigns over every square inch his wingspan allows him to with as much ferocity as anyone in the sport. They also mentioned he would have been top three if he were healthy. Uh, Fair or not fair to have Kawhi at 10? I mean, with the caveat of health, I guess. I guess. But, like, isn't this... (laughs) Like, isn't this an arbitrary hypothetical ranking anyways? Like, this isn't a stock of how the player is going to perform this season. Right. It's, it's not a just an arbitrary ranking. Yeah. So in that case, <laughs> just make him three. Yeah, just or put two. him three. Well, and it was funny because they say in the blurb, they're like, you know, he's so good that, you know, even though he's hurt, we can't take him out of the top 10. And you're like, if you can't take him out of the top 10, then why is he hurt? Why can't you put him in the top three? (laughs) Um, Ahead of him in this top 10 list was Anthony Davis, famously never hurt, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Luka, Jokic, Steph, LeBron, Giannis, and KD. Um, Luka's better than Kawhi? This is insane. Well, so here's what we're going to – we're going to get into the larger argument. Uh, Bad list, SI, bad you. Um, Paul George, it was revealed, number 12 
on ESPN's top 100. Didn't we say we were going to, it was, what did I say? Did I say 13? Yeah, you were, you were right on the money. I said, I thought they would put him at, at 10 or at least 11. Well, he would be just on the brink of the top 10. Here's who's ahead of him. And we can pick out pretty easily, which two players should definitely not be ahead of him. Um, he is behind Bradley Beal, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. I think you can tell by how I said their names which two people should not be ahead of Paul George on this list. Yeah, I got to agree. And and my thing about this is is uh, so what is this ranking based on? Because we you know we talk about every year it's how not like the, logic. <laughs> well, the like the postseason doesn't affect regular season awards, right. whatever. But sure. in a ranking, how does it not matter that <laughs> one person led their team to a conference final yeah. and a couple of these guys were sitting on a – they were in Cancun? Yeah, I don't the, – the thing that gets me is that, like, so taking Dame and Beal out of the, the people ahead of uh, Paul George, you got Harden, AD, Joel, Jokic, um, and that's all that uh, I think they listed up to up to that point, which those guys you're kind of like, all right. You know, Jokic, Joel, Harden, AD when he's healthy, whatever. Sure, it, May, maybe put them. All right, but but that's but it's arguable. Beal and Dame, AD uh, over Paul George is indefensible to me. All right, fair. Um, but even more indefensible is Bradley Beal and Dame because yeah. they are bad at defense, and it's lame that that does not matter. Like, there's this thing where if you're really good at offense, everyone's like, "What? Oh, great, you're good at offense. Who cares about your defense?" But if you're really good at offense, like Paul George is, he's a 6'9 point guard who scores at will, um, and can also play really good defense, then it's weighted heavier. Like Then it's like, well, sure, he's almost as good offensively, if not on the exact same level as those guys, but his defense was bare, was only second team on the NBA. Dame famously has never won a single game in a Western <laughs> Conference final. Famously. Um, so that that's disrespectful. Paul George should have been top 10. Um, I believe we we projected this disrespect. What's I think even more disrespectful is Paul George was the only Clipper on ESPN's list. Even Sports Illustrated gave Zubat some love. Um, yeah. What Clipper other than Zoo, I guess, uh, got snubbed by ESPN on this list? How is Reggie not in the top one hundred? Okay, that was that we put Zoo with a question mark, and then we put Reggie with a bunch of ellipses and then a question mark. I agree with that. I'm not saying top fifty. But no, top, top. He doesn't. He doesn't slot anywhere in the he top one hundred. He didn't slot in at 90, 97? You know, he was only the leading point guard for the majority of the games, not every <laughs> single game, but sure. the majority of the games, uh, and did lead the most efficient offense in the NBA. Sure, uh, but you know that's not enough. It's not Batum? enough. I think I we can, watch the Clippers too much because we're ta- we're thinking about value a lot more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, like, I, I I could see I could see the argument for maybe why people wouldn't consider Batum in there. I mean, I still think it's stupid, but uh, <laughs> look, I'll listen to your dumbass argument. <laughs> yeah, like Reggie or Zoo. I mean, like just guys who started in so many games, like for a team that, that makes sense. you know yeah. that was a top four seed and you know made a Western Conference final. I I don't know. I I'm just not seeing it, man. Wacky lists. Wacky lists. More wacky lists. Um, so outside, this got us thinking, that's kind of a front porch episode, just hanging out, shooting the breeze here on Locked on Clips. Um, outside of the top 100 talented players or whatever they rated as, what are some lists that Clippers players could get on? First one, best, uh, you know, top 100 mismatched shoes. Reggie's obviously number one for that. 
Um, but this had me thinking best glue guy should be a list preseason. I like lists like this that take things that are even more harder to define than like how so, talented someone is, but like best glue guy should absolutely, and not, I'm not talking sixth man. That's not what I mean, but you know what I mean? Like a locker room guy who like, maybe it's a mid season acquisition who galvanizes the locker room or something like that. I kind of like the idea of, yeah, maybe having like more sort of specialized kind of things. Like I like the, the best glue guy or, uh, yeah. Uh, dead eye you know like just some of like the sharpest shooters that you don't ever want to leave last shot right yeah the guy on the team who maybe yeah that's a good call um i think batum and morris would be on the best glue guy top 10 uh oh yeah and this was cool i was looking at i think it was uh i can't remember whose twitter it was but they were kind of tweeting about how it's funny that morris is has had such a hard pivot from guy who bounced the ball off someone's head and then made a derogatory comment um about uh, women like pivoting to like now he's like considered one of the like one of the best teammates on the Clippers. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah for sure. The Clippers have, as of recent, done a really good job of like managing personalities mm-hmm. uh, in a way where the personnel fits together. In like I don't know if they hired better HR people. Oh, or they hired what. a better coach. Uh, it's one hundred percent that they hired a better coach for this but scenario. The team is, is definitely like functioning together better uh, from a teammate to teammate standpoint by all accounts. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent the coach. Uh, <laughs> um, let us know what other lists you think maybe they should create that the Clippers could be on. Um, you know, best Luke's probably got a probably got an entry on there. You know, um, coming up, we're talking what Clippers fans project would have to happen for Paul George to an MVP. And just a heads up, it's kind of a lot. Uh, but first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. I bet you didn't know that Built Bar had so many delicious flavors. Uh, I did there's, not. There's something for everybody. You have coconut, salted caramel, strawberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, orange, cookies and cream, double chocolate, German chocolate, and as like I always like to say, raspberry. You know what my favorite flavor is? It actually is raspberry. Uh, it, you know, nice way to start the day. A little pick-me-up. It's good. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each, which is fun. You know, sp- space it out. Uh, brighten up your morning. Play a trick on yourself. Uh, not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. What a day. Uh, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next order one more time. Use promo code <coughs> LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we're back, and we are talking about the possibility of Paul George <laughs> getting the MVP. Look, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, <laughs> but I, I have said, you know, going into this season, that it, the narrative is on his side. If he was to churn out another season similar to what he had in Oklahoma City, which isn't that crazy to believe. I mean, no, the numbers the haven't table is been sad. that far off. Uh, and he leads this team into, you know, a top four seed. I don't think it's impossible. Uh, what's, what's the gauge? What's the feelers like out there? Cause I mean, I'll admit I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a homer. I'm a fan. Right. I think that's, I think that's fair. So we got a bunch of responses, uh, from members of the press, which is always good. Shout out to the people, uh, who are members of the press who weighed in on this. We literally just tweeted out from locked on Clippers. What does Paul George have to do to an MVP next year? Got a lot of hilarious responses. Um, Joseph Rye Award says 31-7-5, Clips are the three seed, he plays 72 games. Oof, I don't know about 72 games. So that was the biggest thing. Shane Young said 
He thinks there's only about a 5% chance of this actually happening. Just too many factors to consider. He also added, I do not believe PG is playing 70 games. We'll see. This is the biggest concern from people online, and I tend to agree. And I pose this question, do we want Paul George to play 70 games? Do we even mm. want that? No. Right? Like, I, if you like, really sit down so. and I, think about it, I, I you're like, I don't so. want him to play 76 games. Like, this is... I don't, yeah, that's not how the team is built. The team is built to not have to do that, even with one-year guys out. It's just, I, I don't know. In a season like this, like, unless we had some definite word on Kawhi's availability, it's just not worth a push to me. Right, yeah. Like, I, I just don't see, like, really what's to be gained. And it's not that mm-hmm. I don't have confidence in the team or anything like that. Or but Paul like, George, yeah. Yeah, or Paul George. But, like, no, I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think that, like, pushing the limits of, you know, what he's comfortable with or, like... <laughs> His regular really, season ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that he, from a health perspective, you know, he probably can play 70 games, for sure. sure. Um. But he's going to be that much more needed in the playoffs. So I feel like, you know, Kawhi's health depending, right? Yeah. Kawhi's health dependent. So like why, I don't don't know why overburden him with the regular season if it's not really necessary. And it's not that new of a roster. Like if we had a whole new kind of key guy part of the roster where it was like, damn, we're still getting the system figured out. Like Paul George is going to have to pick up some of the slack while we kind of get through these hiccups. I would probably feel differently, honestly, about wanting Paul George to play 70 games. But it's the same guys. We, we've seen this team without Paul George and Kawhi. We know what they can do. Um, Farbod says, not be named Paul George. And in spirit, I 100% agree this one. I don't think I don't think the media likes him. Uh, Clipcast added, uh, still play for the Clippers, but wear purple and gold. Great bit. Probably true. Um, but I think there is like the narrative hate with Paul George. Um, some fan responses that were fit to talk about. We have a fantastic Twitter handle, Amir Coffee's Cafe. Way to way to lock that one. Love down. it. Um, average thirty plus and win the West to impress the media. Pretty much that was the main thing with a lot of these responses was impressing the media. Um, phenomenal loser said Paul George gets so much disrespect that he's going to need to score thirty points, five rebounds, five assists, and end world poverty just to win MVP. So which I, I agree I think- with. Yeah, I, I hear I, I definitely hear what fans are saying. And I think that though we need to separate like some of the conversations surrounding Paul George, like on the Twitter sphere, versus like I mean, I just don't feel like you know that much about basketball if you're like shitting on Paul George in a real way, like as a member of the media. And I do feel like he did get um he did get a lot more grief the season previous to this one of course but i i think that he did do it wasn't only a revenge tour it was a pr tour uh very good call actually like i i I do i do think that he got himself like back in the good graces of you know he got his little charge like he got and enjoy basketball he like took his like his small charge when he like made fun of the refs like oh okay this guy kind of gets it like and he had to pay his fee like that's his like Oh, he's pretty cool. (laughs) He did that. Um, Michaela Perez said, lead the Clippers to the one seed without Kawhi for an extended period of time. Another thing that came up was, we don't know when Kawhi's back. Like, he he might just be back in the middle of the season. Uh, Steve Ballmer famously said, he could be. Who knows? No one knows anything, Um, which is our our official stance on it. But I I think if Kawhi returns at any point, obviously the MVP talk goes out the window. Yeah, because I don't think and I've said this on this podcast before during the Paul George and Kawhi era. I think it's impossible for either of them to win an MVP. 
Definitely. Even <laughs> unless even we with, like go eighty-two and zero, and one guy is scoring forty-five a game, and the other guy is shooting their league average like twenty-seven or whatever. Yeah, definitely. No, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be difficult. But this season, still to me, like this is probably the best chance that he's gonna get at this mm. stage of his career. Um, and it's still very much a long shot, for sure. Uh, I don't think it's impossible, especially not for him to be one of the in the conversation guys. Right. So that's all I'm looking for. Can he just be in the conversation? Yeah, exactly. Can he be? uh, Oh, yeah, maybe this guy. Um, Williams underscore Tyveon said 27 points per game, five rebounds per game, five assists, two steals. Where do we think his because defense was brought up a couple times, too. Where do we think defense needs to be in order for him to get MVP consideration? He's probably got to be what? First or second team? All like, because oh, he's one of those players who, because he's good at defense, gets held to an overall impossibly higher standard than guys who only play one side of the ball. Yeah, no, I definitely. sound like an old man, but it's exactly how I feel. Um, <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, and that's like, I, I, I think that that's like the problem of being like a two way th- threat or whatever is that, like, you know, if you're not. Well, I mean, it's just funny. He's a threat. <laughs> he's a problem. What do you want me to say? People forget that Paul George is a problem. Uh, Will's face just turned into the that emoji where it's like blowing smoke out of its nose or whatever. Um, the larger question that I think should also be answered, and I mean this in every good way possible. Does Paul George care about MVP? Yes. You think so? Yes, I look, man. I he's a human being like the rest of us, and you know we've seen the way that sometimes well, he tends. We are pretty sure he's a human being like the rest of us. We don't have. <laughs> Could be I, some aliens. I mean, look, we've seen the way that he like puts his foot in his mouth, and I know that like sometimes <laughs> right. I've been a little bit overly critical of it, but like that's like a so humanizing, and also like. No, man, he understands like that he sometimes draws some unjust sort of criticisms. Mm -hmm. And like I look, man, he's not going to let it affect him to the point where like it's his game is a detriment. Right. Like he's like we playing hero ball. No, but like you do internalize that kind of stuff. And I think that we've seen that Paul George, you know, he is aware of these things and it's not something that he's just like cool with. I think he. I hope and I think he knows that he's good enough to be an MVP. Oh, but yeah. I also respect that he's not going to try and hero chase it. Um, I also think that if he actually got a normal whistle last season, he would have been in the MVP conversation. <laughs> we talked about how little he got the whistle so for guys that, who drove. Like That's another interesting thing. Like, I mean, because he has already taken a jab from the refs. As, yeah, uh, he was in that goddamn thread. Oh, that makes me so mad. As like being an example of like what wouldn't be called a foul now. But I, I think that, you know, like I'm curious to see how that turns out this season too because superstar calls are a real thing, like it or not. I mean, it does exist. Probably, you know, it is not what it is. Not for the Clippers, but sure. Uh, but I'm curious to see like if he does see a little bit friendlier of a whistle in some of those situations. Um just because of you know what he did last year and sort of um the player that he'll have to be on this team this right. year you know what i mean yeah like, definitely refs aren't necessarily narrative based but like superstar calls are a little bit for sure They're a little bit yeah absolutely um that's a good call um let us know if you think paul george could be mvp will be mvp who knows 
Coming up, we're going to be talking how the insanity in Minnesota might affect um, Lawrence Frank's makeup play abilities. And then, of course, Love Mary Quarantine. But first, Will, we talked about it up top. But if I have a car issue, where can I get this part for my car that needs fixing? Oh, you got to check out Rock Auto. They brought you this episode. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The best thing about Rock Auto is you can save time and money. Why would you want to choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Let me hit you with a quick example. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 bucks from a chain store. Oof. A cool $216 from Rock Auto. Not bad. But it's not just about prices. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And the prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So we encourage you to check out Rock Auto for all your parts needs. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to all your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see every part available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now you fixed your car, time to fix your wallet, head over to Bet Online. You can bet online at betonline.ag. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season winding down a bit, but you can track all the action over at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. NBA season is right around the corner. Take those Luke Kennard. Uh, point scored overs, please do. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep their run for the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code LOCKED ON to get that bonus. Okay, so we're back and we're talking shavings, which is just where we wrap up everything else. And then it's Friday, so you know we're going to have a love, Mary quarantine for you. All right, let's kick things off in Minnesota. Uh, look, so the GM <laughs> was recently released uh, by the Timberwolves. In the most interesting time of the season to fire a general manager, which is, <laughs> right. of course, after free agency, before <laughs> yeah. training camp. About a couple weeks before preseason starts. Um, so interesting decisions over there. Yes, there was some extracurriculars happening. We're not going to comment on those, but just an overall what's going on uh, over there in Minnesota. But this had me thinking the wheelers and dealers that the Clippers front office has been what are the chances that Lawrence Frank is calling them to kick the tires on a potential trade? Um, Do we think it's happening? They don't. There's a reason they're not a very good team. It's not like they have a super solid list of guys who you'd maybe want or who they'd want to give away, right? They're not giving away any of their good young guys. Um, if we hadn't already made a move for a guard, uh, I could see some interest. Um, right. Uh, not in 
D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't think we could <laughs> make that happen, but uh, I don't know. Like, I like maybe Rubio, maybe Rubio. I think Malik Beasley would have been interesting if we hadn't have traded for Bledsoe. Um, he's just, you know, good shooter. Um, per Sean Wright, who is a Twitter account that I'm not sure about this accuracy, so I'm not gonna uh, say that I believe it anyway. He said that apparently Carl Anthony Towns has quietly requested a trade from Minnesota despite having it tweeted out. Um, this was kind of going on in the in the Clippers press group chat. What does this team look like with Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, I mean, it just depends on what you're giving up. I think because we don't know what this new GM is going to be like because it happened like 24 hours ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lawrence Franks calls and be like, hey, what's going on over there? And they're like, here's the asking price. And he's like, all right, I want absolutely no part of this. Yeah, I... I got to be honest, man, like Kat is a, one of those players like who can be a pillar for a franchise. I He has his he has his faults for sure as a player, but he also battled injuries and stuff like all the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think the asking price is more than anything the Clippers can offer. Yeah. With, you know, like, with you know, without giving up something that we're not going to give up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, because right, we well, don't even like we can't even toss picks into the conversation, you know. Like if we had, if, if we had, bro, some that twenty twenty seven first, yeah. If we had some <laughs> sort of draft capital or something, I'd be like, you know, maybe there's a way you, you you know you can match the salary with some interesting players and right, you know, pile on some draft capital. But like that three years into the new arena first, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so we can probably just put these rumors to bed and never talk about them again. Um, Closing this episode out, we are playing everyone's favorite game, Love, Mary Quarantine, uh, where we pick something arbitrary related to the Clippers, and we talk about if we want to just hang out with it, uh, spend the rest of our life with it, or get it away from us. This week is an Updike special. We got the Luke Kennard $16 million makeover ideas. Of course, his contract kicks in. Luke Kennard is making $16 million more. Well, not that many more than me this year, but pretty close to that uh, more this year than me. Um, what are these makeover ideas we got, Will? So on the board, uh, we got he buys one sixteen million dollar car. I mean, uh, that's a makeover. <laughs> uh, he buys a gold Riddler esque suit, the Jim Carrey Riddler, right. uh, and he wears it every day until Ty Lu has to have a talk with him about wearing it in the weight room. Okay, uh, <laughs> but he's still working out though, right? Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, okay. he's working right. out. He's well. He maybe isn't allowed to work out in the suit anymore, but he still, you know, mm. wears the suit as often as possible. <laughs> right, right. The, can you imagine an f- entire season of Luke Kennard just in one singular game day fit? Dude, he'd bulk up. <laughs> uh, and then also on the board is Luke Kennard buys a town in Ohio and then insists all of his teammates call him Mr. Mayor. Okay, I'm going to start off right here. I'm just buttoning in. I marry the Mr. Mayor idea. That is so funny. Uh, hey, Luke, could you pass me that? It's actually Mr. Mayor. He's just not responding. He's like, we'd hear reports of like, yeah, we would try and get, you know, Luke's attention in film. We'd say Luke. We'd say Canard. We'd say Nardog. And he would just, he wouldn't look at us. And we'd say Mr. Mayor. And we go, oh, he go, oh, I'm sorry, what? Um, he makes the training staff write Mr. Mayor on his water bottle because <laughs> yeah. now, now that they're all labeled. Yeah, he slowly is turning into the Monopoly guy. He's got a monocle <laughs> and a hat. Um, all right, so I'm marrying this one for obvious reasons. I am, oh man, I think I'm loving the gold Riddler-esque suit. 
because a I don't think he's washing this thing. So I think there's no. a vibe. It's oh, almost absolutely like a, not. It costs $16 million. That baby can't go on the wash. <laughs> oh, it's full price. Thing. Oh, okay. This <laughs> this suit costs $16 million. This is a nice ass suit. Um, all right. I'm quarantining this one, actually. And I'm marrying one $16 million car because that's just a good time. I can't imagine what a $16 million car looks like. It's probably got an automatic and stick shift transition. Um <laughs> <laughs> just for however you're feeling yeah or it's like a big ass commercial semi truck and luke's just pulling up in a rig <laughs> like he's got like a john madden style like uh rv that he put 16 million dollars into it's just a crazy tricked out like piece of farm machinery <laughs> oh yeah there's nothing wrong with that dude um all right what are you going with i'm quarantining the 16 million dollar car <sighs> come on man <laughs> that thing's only gonna go up in value <laughs> False. False. <laughs> Every car goes up in value the older it gets. <laughs> uh, I'm loving the Riddler-esque suit. I think okay. it's a funny time. Uh, I think maybe he would be asked to do like some local car commercials. I would love to see Luke Kennard in some local commercials wearing a ridiculous suit. If you're listening, uh, local if you're, advertisers. If you're listening. But and people you want some ideas. Uh, and I also got to marry uh, the Mr. Mayor. Uh, idea because <laughs> Mr. Mayor is a good time. And what if he even gets the announcer involved? Like he won't even come out to the on the court uh, if he's in the starting Until line. Eric Smith is like, <laughs> and now Luke, Mr. Mayor Kennard. Everyone's like, okay, um, all right, that's a good call. I'd be um, cheering in the press box. <laughs> in the press yeah! box, which you're actually not allowed no, to you do. You get your press pass clip. You're like worth it as you storm out. They <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff throw you out of the Staples Center. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. That about wraps it up. We hope everyone has a fantastic Friday or whatever day you're listening to this. One more time, we're giving that shout out to Ayatsi. Uh, two people you're listening to have significant others who work in that union. I'll tell you what, those hours are crazy. Uh, stay strong, IATSE people. It, I hope this doesn't even go to an actual strike because I'm not sure how any content would get made without uh, everyone who's not an actor or writer. So let that sink in. Um, Monday's episode, we're going to be recapping the media days next week. So it's going to be out a little bit later than usual just so we can get that full recap in for everybody. Media day is Monday, so get hyped for that. Absolutely. Um, and then there's interviews all throughout the week from like 10 to 1230. So we'll be having eps for everybody. It's going to be a great time but they will be coming out a little later than usual. We apologize. Um, we're also going to be doing the freshies, talking the new guys, whatever we hear at Media Day. One of us might be at Media Day, so, you know, that's cool. Um, Guess I'm, who? I'm going to find out uh, Sunday night at uh, 1 in the morning. Uh, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these fantastic people uh, review our pod, tell other people to listen to it? What's going on with that? So you can check our pod out on iTunes with the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. And hey, uh, if you'd like to help the show out, you could leave a rating or review over at iTunes or the podcast app. Uh, it does help us out. We will read them on air. Uh, and, you know, we mentioned it up top, but we will be coming at you five days a week starting next mm-hmm. week. We back. And we hope, yeah, we're back. We hope to have you listen. So, yeah, hope you're doing well out there. Hope everyone's doing well. You know, the year's frantically coming to a close. It makes no sense, but we're happy you spent it with us listening to the Clippers. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.